fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> Just right. what wins back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, welcome to Mike White's podcast, episode 146, which I have titled Garbage and Other Synonyms, because I wanted to call it shite, but I don't know if that would trigger anything and make the feed break. The alternative title is I've learned life is one crushing defeat after another until you just wish Flanders was dead. <laughs> uh, I'm Jack, joined by KC. Yeah, I- I'm here. That's as good as it gets, I suppose. Yeah, I am. Um... Fair, fair play to the square ball lads for actually doing the match ball because if I'd have done one straight after, I'd have, it'd have just been me swearing for 45 minutes. Mm. Uh that leads nil Villa three. That was absolutely appalling. Yeah, there was just there, there was nothing to to come at. Like the best thing I can say about that game is it finished. Yeah, um, <laughs> it was so weird because, like, obviously all the goals are weak. They just it was poor defending for all of them. But like for about 10 minutes, we pressed him. And especially we pressed Tyrone Mings because he's not very good on the ball. And he passed the ball straight out of play and he hoofed it into touch a couple of times. And he thought, right, see, we're pressing him here. And then after 10 minutes, we just stopped doing it. And they just passed the ball around us. And it it was so easy for him. Yeah, I I felt sorry for for Bamford by the time he'd come on because... He just had so little to work work off. Mm. Um, it was just uh, th- there was there was nothing. That first half we created absolutely nothing, and the second half we created barely anything. I would still say we created nothing because the only the only chances I'd say counted as efforts were Gellart's one from distance that was straight at the keeper, and Bamford's one in about the ninety second minute. Where they'd stopped playing, I, I can't quite believe how bad we were. I know that I, I, I went for a draw on here because I, like I thought, oh no, we we might be able to get something, but I wasn't expecting a win or something. It's not like I was going in expecting us to be great, but I can't, I can't believe how bad that was. That is. I honestly think, and I, this, I am, I'm trying to not just have rose tinted glasses. I mean it. I think that was worse than Everton and Southampton. It, it very much reminded. In fact, no, no, that would be generous. I was going to say it reminded me of the the second half of of the Newcastle game at Ellen Road, but at t- at times there we actually got into the threatening positions and just didn't do anything with it. This, I, I couldn't tell you what we did with the ball. I can I, tell you what we did with the ball. We gave it away. Yeah, just just over and over. Um, and it didn't even seem to be. There's been times this season when, and and Everton away is is probably a good example of it, where we've tried to play quickly, and and we've lost possession because we we played a pass, you know, behind the man or whatever. This seemed to be so many passes that, under not a lot of pressure, that were just thumped forward or strike smashing it across the field, nowhere near Stuart Dallas. Um, 
it was all manner of passes that just went straight either straight out of play or straight back to them. Yeah, but, and okay. if you can't pass the ball, you can't do anything. And yeah. we have been on about it all season. This has been a problem right the way through. Players just missing simple passes that last season they wouldn't have. But that on Thursday night was a whole different level. Because if two or three players keep missing simple passes, you think, well, they're just having bad games. But when everyone's doing it, it, you start to wonder if it's a bigger, more systemic issue. And I do wonder, and I'm by no means the first person to have said this, but I know they both like to press, so off the ball there are some similarities. But Bielsa, play wide, make the pitch big, build up in wide areas. Marsh, play narrow, make the pitch small, play it through quickly. It's complete opposites. And I think the ones that showed it the most last night, even though they, well, I was going to say, even though they weren't the worst players on the pitch, one of them might have been, one of them's in the conversation. And it's not the one that Twitter thinks it is. Hmm. But Rafinha and Harrison in that first half, we were playing that 4 triple 2 formation and they just kept running out to the wing. Which isn't what you do if you want that formation to work. They look like they legitimately didn't know what role they were meant to be playing. And that's a disaster. Like, one could go and one took inside, but there were times where they just spread the pitch wide against their four, Everton's four central players who just buggered off through the middle. I mean, like, it's a, it's a weird one. I genuinely think, I put this on Twitter and I, I still think it's true. But I've now realised I was slightly harsh by saying because Melier did fine. Outfield players, there isn't a single one I could say. Definitely didn't do better than six out of ten. And I'm not sure anyone hit six out of ten. I I put Luke Ailing at that level. I'm I'm not saying his performance was was perfect. But with him, there seemed to be. A level of desire there, at least, to you know, he was he was throwing himself into blocks and challenges. I thought he, he at times he was com- he was coming out of defence quite well, um, and positioning himself to to receive the ball back from, from typically from Stuart Dallas. Outside of that, no, and and some of that's, I thought, like I said, Bamford didn't really have a lot to work with. Same for Joe Gelhart by you know in the second half. Yeah. I thought first half we we got the the worst of Dan James's running into a hole, you know, just running down alleys and getting absolutely nowhere with it. I don't, mm. I don't again. I don't know whether the thing that makes this so frustrating is if we if we'd have had this performance off the back of the Spurs game, you'd have been like, yeah, th- this is how we're playing at the moment. But yeah, but after the Leicester game, you you were there with a bit of hope. And I know Villa are a good team and, and they've, they've won a couple of games in succession going into this. But we didn't give them a game. And, and, it, was, and that, it wasn't even competitive, was it? No, and I, I don't want to take away from Aston Villa because, you know, I said before, their front six is is a pretty impressive team. But we did make their life very easy. Well, I mean, we, as I was saying earlier, like 
Tyrone Mings, I know that there's a lot of stick from Leeds fans for Tyrone Mings, and some of it's deserved, some of it isn't. But he technically, as a technical footballer, he isn't good. So you press him when he's got the ball and you make it difficult for him to do things. What you don't do is just chip balls at his head. No, the man, with, the man jumps it, like Daryl Strawberry. Yeah, he'll deal with that all day. And, I mean, the big man he was against was Rodrigo. Mm. Oh, God, Rodrigo. You know, like, that, that sort of thing. Like, obviously, everyone was shit, really. So it's not really digging out. But, like, Junior Furpo was so awful in that game. Like, he was abysmal. And I don't think he was in the worst three. Because I think Rodrigo, Harrison and Strauch were all worse than him. And that is going some. Especially Rodrigo. Rodrigo, I can't... That's another one of the... I actually can't believe how bad he was. I don't think I remember seeing Rodrigo have a touch where I felt like the ball was under control at any point. He, he was playing like like I do at five-a-side at times. He, he never had the ball where he wanted it. He, he'd never seemed confident when he had it. Um, it, was, it was just... It was all... Like I said, there's nothing anyone, you know, in an attacking sense did that really threaten them. I, th- I think Douglas Louise, Mings and, and Callum Chambers they won't have many easier nights. Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's the thing. I mean, Mings was playing alongside Callum Chambers, who defensively, again, is not that good. But we made him look really good and made him look very good at the end, although that was a good finish. Uh, the other, st- the one, I didn't see it myself, but I did listen to the match ball while I was working yesterday morning. That Square Ball did. And they had a stat on there that Jack Harrison touched the ball 38 times and he lost it 19. Which is pretty spectacularly awful. And I'm just wondering if, if they're going to play this formation, maybe it needs to be the diamond, so we've got three at middle of midfield. And if that means that you have to drop Harrison and Rafinha, so be it. Because this, you can't carry on with that sort of stuff. It's not the goal. Like, we haven't even bothered going through the goals because what's the point? Like, you know, first That's, one. That, that is exactly how I felt after the game. Yeah. What's the but, point? You know, first one, shit defending, and then we don't get back into position, and then an unlucky deflection. Second one, Strout smashes it over Dallas's head, gives away a throw-in, then we don't close the ball down, then Matty Cash has 25 yards of space at the far post. And it was amazing sure. how much room he had. Yeah. I know, I know we play narrow, but I shouldn't be able to stand to be sat in the stand upper and like 12 seconds before the goal shout, far side for fuck's sake. And then the ball goes across and he he cuts inside with the most telegraphed cut inside you've ever seen. And Furpo just runs that way. Oh, like, Fur- Furpo looked like he was just sprinting out of the stadium the way he went to close that down. Yeah. Um, I, mean, it, I think at that point, was it Dan James who is is the one who's probably meant to be tracking him to some degree? So, sort of. I know it's not man-to-man, but by that point, Bamford is on the pitch. So mm. he's gone to the left side. Uh um, but I suppose but, that is one of the things. It's but, oh, sorry. Marsh. Marsh wants them to play narrow. One of his things is if you go across and press the ball on one side, you don't have to worry about the other side because the ball's never going to get there. Well, one, 
I don't think any team is that good at pressing that you can give them 20 yards of space. Mm. And two, even if some teams are, we certainly fucking aren't. You can't... It ju- I, I, just don't, I just don't think it's going to work. I just think we've, I just think we've bollocksed it. Yeah. Um, I've got nothing. I really have for this. <laughs> it's understand. I mean, like the the third one. I know Cross comes in and it's sort of half clear, but again, it falls to Tyrone Mings. Who, if you put under pressure, won't do anything. Put him under no pressure, so he can lay it off. Callum Chambers. He hits it first time. It's a really good finish, but no one's closing it down. It's no. just. Such simple things. It was so, it was so bad. Um, I'm just out. Like, I've asked this on many occasions this season. We both agreed on no for a while. Then I went to yes, and you went to no. And now I ask again: Are we fucked? If if we don't beat Norwich, yes. I, that that's where I am at the moment, and and I even include even if we draw, well, oh yeah, then yeah, um, it it's got to be a win. If, <sighs> if we don't beat if we don't beat Norwich, I I don't just think oh there's a good chance we're going down. If we don't beat Norwich, I think we are down. I really think it's that simple. And I know there's still time and all of that, but I just don't see it. Ha- if if we lose to Norwich, think how little confidence those players have got now. Imagine what will happen if we get beat at home by Norwich. Imagine what's going to happen in that stadium if we get beat. Or even draw. Because that, on Thursday night, is the first time I've heard it turn poisonous in a long time. I Under Beyonce, yeah. I saw us get battered, and they sung, and they clapped them off. And there was none of that. on Thursday. And I do not blame the fans for it at all, because what I didn't boo them off, but I don't blame anyone that did. They absolutely deserved it. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the first at the end of the first half, it felt like the booing was probably directed somewhat at the referee. Who I, it I was. Think it that, was mostly definitely. Um, by the end of the game, it, it was just a diabolical performance. Hmm. Yeah, we. Um, I just, I just can't say. Like I've. I have no faith at all that we're going to get a result. I have put money on Norwich because they're like five to one nearly. And no one's five. The dog and duck are five to one to beat us at the minute. It's like there's no way we should be nearly one to two, like in terms of odds on. Wait, I just think it's ridiculous. And I really want to lose the money. God, I want to lose the money. I also want to lose all those bets at six and seven to one on us getting relegated. I want to lose every single one of them. But I just don't see it. I think I, I just think we're knackered. The only thing we could take from Thursday is that Watford and Norwich got beat. Yeah. And Norwich scored. Yeah. Against I mean, Chelsea. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> it's oh it's such a we just I I honestly think that right now, I really do think we're the worst team in the division right now. But maybe we'll improve because Furpo's probably out for seven of a season. Um, like it's, a, it, I haven't seen it back on the TV 
did there look to be anything in the tackle? No, I thought th- it looked fairly innocuous, but um, I, I, I'm guessing by the looks of things, he's, he's got his, his foot trapped or his stud stuck in the turf. And that's kind of done it. But um, no, it wasn't anything in particular when I, when I was watching it. I tried watching it a couple of times and um, it's a, it was, which made it quite surprising when you see a, a stretcher coming on. Yeah. It was, I mean, at least, at least he got clapped off by both sets of fans because if he'd have walked off the pitch under his own power, he probably wouldn't have got that. Uh, can, can I just say there is something? The Villa some... fans might have. <laughs> Good lad. Good lad, Junior. Um, the, the one thing I will say, he, he was having a, a huff of oxygen when he was on the stretcher, and it does just look like a vape pen. <laughs> I don't know. It, it has a very Sunday League feel to it. I'm knackered. Hang on. <sighs> it's not the only thing about watching him that has a Sunday League feel to it, mate. I can tell you that for certain. I am a. I tried with him. I really did. Like, because in theory, he made sense as a signing, but he's just been awful in there. He's had like four good games and 10 bad ones. You know, it's like, it's just, you can't deal with it. And the problem for him now is, and we've said it before, but that Bielsa shield has gone. So Marsh is going to get no time. If If this keeps going bad, they'll turn on him. They'll be, they're already turning on Radrizani and Orta. And again, based on the last three transfer windows, that's not unfair either. Mm. It's just that they had the magic man and now they don't anymore. And it just exposes everything else. It's, uh, no, it's a tough one. I've felt sorry for Marsh because I have seen. Some of the comments I saw, and, and look, I, I fully appreciate how bad we were in that game, and it, it was a terrible performance. But the people saying Marsh looks out of his depth when, like, I don't think that we came away, anyone could have come away from the Leicester game saying that. Mm. So, so how you come out with that, come with that opinion after two games where one of them we come, we came away with our highest XG of the season, I think it was. It was. It wasn't the highest number, but it was his best differential. Yeah, um, it was like two point one to zero point four or something. You, you know, we we created a lot of chances. We we attacked fairly well in that one. There's no way you could have come away from that game saying Jesse Marsh hasn't got, hasn't got this. Mm. Um, but you know, you know, he will be under pressure, and it, it's, tomorrow is a ridiculously massive game. Yeah, t- tomorrow is. It's everything. We we have to win. I don't give a shit how we perform in that game. We we just have to win. No, um, it's, this very much has a God. I hope one goes in off Pascal strikes ass and we yeah. win one nil. Because I I because like luckily for us, the one thing giving us a chance is there's a load of really bad teams at the minute. I still think the lot the rest of them are playing better than we are, but they do keep losing. So like maybe. If we can just sneak a couple of wins next, you know, if we could beat Norwich and maybe we get a bit of confidence and then we play well enough that we can nick a couple of things, maybe we can be okay just by the 
stat just because everyone else is rubbish and loses a load of games. And maybe we can, and this really will be how it is. It won't be we survived. We'll have weaseled out of getting relegated. Mm. And like, you know, weaseling out of things is important to learn. It's what separates us from the animals, apart from the weasel. <laughs> well, that's, I think that's three Simpsons references we've got in there now. It's all. It's because we did that quiz on Monday that ended up being Simpsons theme. So I've been in my head all week now. Oh, uh, what a quiz as well. Yeah. Um, Barge Simpson. Mm. Um, so... can we, yeah, can we talk about that instead? That was fun. Yeah. No, I'll tell, I'll tell you what. I'll, I, I will quickly talk about last night because I, I got to go to the. An oh yeah. With, I got to go to an evening with Mark Viduka, who. Is still a very laid back Australian man as it goes. Um, I, I, and there was nothing, there, there was no revelations coming out of it or anything like that. Um, but really nice seeing Mark Viduka back. Uh, Eric Backer was there, who honestly he should play tomorrow if his knees weren't 80 years old because he looks like 24. Yeah, um, that, that... you know when I got that picture taken with Calvin Phillips and I said, you want to make yourself look bad, you stand next to Calvin Phillips. Yeah. If you want to make yourself look bad, KC, have a picture taken with Eric Backer. Yeah. <laughs> God, he, he, he looks fantastic. Um, really, really nice to to sort of meet him. And that, that, they didn't end up doing the talk with Don Matteo. It was more, more just, it was a quick chat about the the charities. And, it, you know, fantastic evening. The, the auctions were mad I, I was there thinking like i don't have a lot of money but i was like ah oh, you know if there's a a signed shirt or something I've, I've got enough to at least compete in one of these for you know a couple of hundred quid no 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 like i, I think rafinha's signed shirt i think they're all framed as well um went for about 1500 quid the Meliers went for a, a 1100. I think they had 10 signed Calvin Phillips shirts that he was also going to personalize, and they each went for 1100. Yeah. Um, it was it was mad. Yeah. I, if I'd have gone, I would have wanted one, but I couldn't have justified that. No. He did talk, Mark Viduka did talk a little bit about the, the interest from AC Milan after, after the first season with mm -hmm. us. It's obviously that's kind of the, the club he supported as a kid. Mm. Um, as you do as a Austra young Australian with Croatian heritage. Yeah. Um, you support AC Milan. And Melbourne, Croatia. Yeah, that yeah, that yeah, exactly. Because I believe that's club. what I believe that's what they were before they turned into Melbourne Victory, didn't they, eventually? Yes. <laughs> um but he, he did say that the the offer came in, but at the time I think him and his wife were, were looking to start a family at that point. So they, they bought mm. a house and they were very happy at Leeds at the time. Mm. Um, if only he'd had a crystal ball to, mm. to see what, what would be happening in two years' time. Um, didn't ask him many questions about Peter Reed. strangely. <laughs> um, what was it he said about that, about him? If you want to get relegated, this is the guy. I think is what he said at the time. But um, no, re really nice. Just hearing from him, hearing him talk about the... It got geopolitical very quickly because part of his family is Ukrainian. And he was talking about the the war basically taking place when he, he'd moved to 
uh, Dinamo Kiev, uh, not Kiev, um, Zagreb. Thank you. Um, I do there going, Christ, you can't get away from these wars in Eastern Europe. Um, no. but yeah, really nice guy, really great to see Don Matty out. out. Uh, I think there was David O'Leary and Paul Robinson there as well. Yeah, that, that makes sense because obviously Viduka was sat next to O'Leary, wasn't he, at the game? Yeah, one, one of the um, one of the auction items actually, I think it went for about five thousand pounds, was uh, to play to basically get six mates to play a two four balls of Team David O'Leary versus Team Neil Ruddock, who. Yes, and it was Neil Ruddock who introduced this prize over the like with a video. Oh, I was going to say with a video. I was going to say really, they brought him up just for that. I mean, I like I know obviously he'll know Don Matteo from his time at Liverpool, but yeah, he he didn't travel for that one. This this was from yeah, it was basically a cameo for for him. Um, but yeah, you know. Absolutely fantastic, people! Christ, it's a good job they never do these auctions before the meal, do they? Well, no, you need to get um, a bit of booze down, everyone. Well, my mum was desperate to bid on a Calvin Phillips shirt, and I was just like, no, no, I, I love Calvin, but no, no one in this household <laughs> is paying more than four hundred pounds for for one of those shirts. <laughs> I, I don't care whose it is. <laughs> she did also come out with. They were asking Mark Duker about. I think that this is something to do with a remake of Escape to Victory. Um, and he was talking about the original, uh, like the original story, sorry, where it was like a, um, a POW camp in Hungary played a Nazi, like a Nazi team. And he basically went, and at the end, you know, they won, but the, the Nazis shot them. And my mum went, they shot them. Yeah. And this woman on the table next it just shot her a look at her. She's not a Nazi. She's just drunk. Yeah, it's fine. She, it was a poor choice was, of words. She was knowing where the story was going. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was not a celebratory. Yeah, they shot those bastards. It was more. They shot them. Yeah, but in a drunk voice. Yeah. Um. So I'm glad we moved on from that. And uh. And so. so <laughs> Gonna say speak speaking of shootings, Junior Furpo. <laughs> no, um, I do not like the look of that leg. No. Um so on to tomorrow. Uh Norwich at home, El Crapico, as it is being called on Twitter. Right. The team that has lost five in a row versus the team that has lost six in a row. Leeds have the worst form of any team in the top five leagues in Europe, and I believe any team in the top seven leagues in England. We're bad. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Norwich are poor. Norwich will get relegated this season. Yeah, just... Um, I was looking at the table, it's gone. Uh, I mean, they have scored 17 goals this season. They've, conceded, they've, only, con they've, they've only conceded three less than us. Bear in mind... We've we, only scored know. 17 and we've only conceded three more. That is a really poor record when you think how bad ours is. Yeah. Um, I, I, I really don't want to watch this game, to be honest. I was when uh, I was sorting with my dad about going to the game tomorrow, about what time we were going to go. And he said, what time should we set off? And I jokingly said to him, I don't know, five to two. 
<laughs> Three o'clock, um, just to make sure you really miss it. Just to make sure we miss it. Uh, but yeah, obviously, they're definitely going to go down. But that doesn't really change our chances that much, I don't think. Uh, like, their team will be a 4 3 3 because it has been in all the games lately, and Adam Eder's injured. So, and Josh Sargent is Josh Sargent, so he's not going to play up front. Mm. So, it will be pooky. So, they'll have to play 4 3 3. Be Crulling Goal, back four, probably Allens, Grant Hanley, Ben Gibson, Brandon Williams playing left back on one from Scum. Kabak might play centre back, he might replace one of them. Probably Norman holding mid, McLean and Gilmore, although I believe the Norwich fans all hate Billy Gilmore, don't they? Yeah, sorry. I'm... I'm so maybe looking... like Lucas Rupp or someone to play? I, I was. I was just looking at their squad on Google, and coming up as a striker is John Lowe. And then when you click on him, is it does it go to darts player John? Lowe? Yes, it yeah. is. <laughs> it is seventy six, and it's including a picture seventy six year old uh, John Lowe MBE. Yeah, I think I'm guessing that they've got a kid who's been on the bench called John Lowe, but I wouldn't. I don't know. Yeah, I'd, so, I'd prefer it to be the darts player. From I'd feel more confident. Yeah. Um, probably Sergeant right wing, Pookie up front, Milot Rashika left wing. Rashika's quite good. Mm. He he looks a decent player. Max Allen's is a good right back. Brandon Williams is decent at left back. If you give Timu Pookie chances, he is a good enough finisher to punish you. And we give everyone chances. Yeah, we do. Um, there's, there's not there's not loads to say about their team, is it? It's just, that is a team that everyone in this everyone in this league should beat that team. Absolutely. So why won't we? Why won't we? That's the question. Well, <laughs> we can't pass the ball through midfield. We can't build up. Uh, the players don't seem to understand the system they're playing. Uh, we defensively look just as brittle as we did under Bielsa but with far less threat in attack. Um, obviously, Furpo's out, so Dallas is going to play left-back, because Hjelda's also out, so there isn't anyone else. Unless he just throws Liam McCarran in, who also isn't really a left-back. Um, it would either, it'd either that or strike. I, suppose, I mean, he did say in the press that it will be that it's, will be Dallas, unless, unless he changed his mind since Thursday. But I suppose you, it could be you could do Strauch and then play like Cock and Uente or Cresswell and one of them. Mm. Um, what do you, what will we change? Because surely I know that Bielsa had, had, had an awful performance. You did always think no, knowing Bielsa will pick the same team again and tell them right, put it right. But you are not expecting that this time. I could see there being a few changes. Yeah, and I know it's easy to say this with hindsight now, but I did think Click was unlucky to get dropped after the Leicester game. Uh, yeah, you um, did say after the Leicester game that he did well, and a few, a few people said the same, to be honest. I think he'll be back in for soon. Yeah, I wonder if... Not that I particularly want to see it as a central midfield again, but I wonder if he'll try Click and Forshaw again. I th That's what I'm expecting, because Juventus was so out of form before that injury that I think it'll be Cock drops to centre-back. And plays alongside Strauch. Ailing right back, Dallas left back. 
Yeah, did I didn't? I don't think I read through the full um, full press conference. Is there any update on whether Bamford will be fit enough to start or? Uh, nothing that I've heard. I'm just hoping he is. Yeah, we need him. Yeah, um, I am. I don't think he'll do this. The other thing that I'm, I'd be tempted by, and it sounds ridiculous, but because our wingers seem to not understand that they're meant to be inverting and coming in field, I would be so genuinely tempted to play like Rafinha on the right and play like Click in the other one. Play it off the left mm. and just go, wait, play as a, a 10 that's a bit wider and just be up the pitch. And because I just don't think, like, the Harrison's performance was so bad, I think you've got to drop him. But I don't particularly want to see Dan James in that role either. Uh, I don't think there's any chance in hell that it'll happen, but I'd be tempted to do something like that because I just can't think of. I'd, the other idea that I think would be worthwhile is playing Gelhart in that role, or even as much as he was shy, or playing Rodrigo in that role. Yeah, because uh, I would also drop Rodrigo because for the same reason as Harrison, just because he was awful. Yeah, I, I would quite like us to start with Bamford and Gelhart just to. Just to see, um, yeah, like I can't see us dropping Rafinha. I did no, no matter how bad he has been. No, I, I don't see it happening. I, I think it will be Rafinha and James in those in the, the more advanced in the in the, the inverted the, wide yeah. positions. Um. And then, so Rafinha and Rafinha and James, and probably do you reckon that it'll be Bamford, or do you think? Because if he's fit enough for sixty minutes, they'll have to chance it. Yeah, I think I'd rather have him on, unless we go with the bold strategy of sub him on like halfway through the first half. Yeah, really, really mess with them. Um. Yeah, I mean, if they think he can do 60 to 70 minutes, I, th I think he's got to start. Yeah, and if he's struggling, you can take him off. Mm. But I think you've got to take the chance. And what, if he's up with if he's up with Gellar, I'll be happy. I won't be happy to see Rodrigo if he plays at all because of how bad he was. But if he plays up front with Rodrigo, that does it does make sense, even though I'm pissed off with Rodrigo and don't want to see him. Yeah, the, the only other thing I, I did think about last night is do, depending on how he looks at the defence and, and how they've played, does he stick with Ailing at centre-back and, and bring Jamie Shackleton in there? I think it's possible because Ailing did pretty, he did pretty well against Leicester and although everyone was awful against Villa, so I wouldn't say he played well, you're not the only person who said he was best of a bad bunch. Mm. Um. I think during the game, I was too pissed off at how shite we were to notice him doing things well, to be honest. Uh, but a lot of people have said the same, and he seems to like him there. And he is the one who's been bringing the ball out and been tasked with that role. So uh, it, it could well be that he keeps Ailing and Stroud together and plays Shackleton at right back. It's but if he would... does, 
if he does, mm. then if prob- will will he just drop cock or will he keep him in midfield? Because I thought I thought some of his passing was that Manjuro Falshaws was as well. Like both of them, the passing there, was terrible. There are too many poor performances to drop them all. Yeah. Unfortunately. I, the, I'm, I, am, I am waiting for me to get pissed off enough at some point to suggest Sam Greenwood starts. Because... Put Mark Jackson in charge and play the kids. If if, they, if they're that bad again, then I will start going, fuck it. Just... Like, like where is Lewis Bate? <laughs> yeah. There's... Oh, I really don't know at this point. I don't know if I even care. I just whoever. I w- but I've I got wish to the I point didn't. where it's like, it's not that not that I don't care about the game or anything like that. It's more just right now. I don't care who plays. I just want them to play well. Mm. I've, I've got no outside of you know. Don't put Robertson Furpo in. You know, let's not do anything stupid here. But outside of that, like, just whoever gets picked, just. Just pass it to someone that you try that you're aiming for. Like, look at them first, and and as you and then just pass it to them, <laughs> and then they get it. And then if you're Adam Forshaw, you're running a little circle first. <laughs> then you look up and you pass it to that person, unless there's someone in the way, and you think, well, I'll go somewhere else then. It's not that hard. No, like. Co- coaching's easy, but they should just be giving you the job, shouldn't they? I mean, we did get a 9-2 win against uh, Methley today, so... Ooh, Methley. You know, I, am, Lo- I am on local, it. Local derby. I don't know. Uh, um, it's no longer 5-1 to one on Norwich. It's now 9-2. to two. I just thought I'd have a look. So that, that will have been moved by Leeds fans back in Norwich. <laughs> um, all we have to do, mate, is predictions... I predict a poisonous atmosphere that sounds that's like <laughs> and you know like really just a crowd that's they are singing, but there's an edge to it. Like uh, the first bad pass is gonna get the loudest groan you've heard in your life. I think if we don't score in the first 15 minutes, we lose. Oh god. I, I am can't gonna, bear the thought of losing this game. I am going to go for 2 0 Norwich. I think. I think this we. Is, I, you're back to that, are you? I think this we're. Is... I, 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 this isn't just the. I mean, it is because I'm a pessimist and because I'm protecting myself from myself and all of that. All of that is still true, but I genuinely think we're going to lose. There's other games where I thought we might win, but I've predicted a loss for superstitious reasons. No, this one I think we're going to lose. I think that we will go behind. I think we'll be poor, and then we'll push forward late on, and they'll get a second. That's what I think is going to happen. God, I hope I'm wrong. I really, I hope I'm wrong so much. I hope that you can all tweet me and call me a moron and a plastic fan and all of that stuff. But I just, I just don't fancy us to win this game. I can't, I can't see us not winning this game. I'm not, I'm not allowing myself to, to, <laughs> to picture. I don't want to live in a world where we don't win this game. 
they're they're not a good team. They're just they're just not. The game at Carrow Road was dreadful, but they didn't do anything. No, um, like because they really, really could have got some out of that. I mean, it was only Tim Krull's screw up on that Rodrigo shot, wasn't it? Yeah, that allowed us to nick a win. I really hope that Rafini just looks at Brandon Williams today and just points him and says "you" just before kickoff, and then runs rings round him all afternoon. Yeah, that is. And I, I, I really I hope. I really hope Capac plays because I think he's shit. Yeah. Well, be careful saying stuff like that because obviously my dad has described Callum Chambers as the competition winner because he thinks he's won a competition to play in the Premier League. And then he scored a really good goal against us. Um, but yeah, so so what is your actual score, Casey? Uh, 3-0 lead. <laughs> God, that's so optimistic. Wildly optimistic. <laughs> Unnecessarily Just... optimistic. Yeah. Well, hopefully you're right. Um that will do us for the podcast. I mean, like the last few titles, I think have been pain, sorrow, frustration, and now garbage. So hopefully the next one can be something positive. Aside from that, oh, we're just going to start naming them after the five stages of grief. No, the next the next one might be just called nihilism. Well, at the moment, Brentford and Burnley are still drawing nil nil, which puts Everton in the relegation zone yeah. on goal difference. Well, Actually, we should sort of say with that game, it's obviously it's nil nil now. That's I mean, not many watch live anyway, but we knew no one would be watching this one live. Nil hmm. nil. Uh, I suppose nil nil is fine, but if one of them's going to win, you've got to want Brentford really. I know that Burnley have got the games in hand, but you've just got anyone who's below us. You don't yeah. want getting anything. Just a draw, lose, you... lose all of them. Yeah, you can. Li- I can live with a draw, but. We can't Burnley. We really can't have Burnley win this. Yeah, I mean the game's tomorrow. Uh, the, Everton are at home to Wolves, which is a winnable game for them. It's winnable. Well, I mean, Wolves are have got something to play for, luckily. Yeah, uh, Southampton at home to Watford. That's two bad teams at the minute. Southampton are really out of form. And then the two worst teams, which is us and Norwich. Yeah. Um Newcastle away at Chelsea as well, if we're oh, that, if, don't if need we're to still worry talking about, about if we're still talking about Newcastle. There's absolutely nothing to worry about in terms of Newcastle. Uh, I mean, oh sorry. New, I, I, yeah, New, they are Newcastle are eight points ahead of us. <laughs> their form for their last five games is four wins and a draw. Yeah, um, uh, and then Monday night. Ah, oh, sorry, it's been cancelled. It was Tonga versus the Cook Islands. That was the that was uh, the big one on sh- Monday night. But that's a shame. I was looking forward to that one. Yeah. Um, Christ, I, I hate. I, I hate looking. It's it's so different looking at other teams' results when you're trying to avoid relegation than it is when you are the early kickoff in the championship every Saturday. And then you're checking all the fixtures for the rest of the weekend, see if anyone's caught you up if you've dropped points. Like, it's upsetting if you do that, but at least you're in a promotion chase. This is... Oh, this is just the worst. Like, it really is. It's... That's that's one thing with this, that I 
can't really tell, but I've heard a few people who are a little bit older than us say this. But right now, this team is worse than the team that went down in 04. And the thing is that I can't really remember because I was like, I was 14. But what I do remember is we were in games more than this. I mean, the, the last time we, I think I think uh, Andrew Dalton said it yesterday, the last time we lost six in a row, we, pl- we played against a team in the relegation zone. And we beat them four one. That was the that was the win at Wolves. Oh, is that we're not dead yet? Yeah, that that, yeah. Was, the, that was that was the false dawn. Yes. Um, so, to be so, honest, right now I'd take a false dawn. At least there's some sunlight. Uh, <laughs> um, so I don't know if you want to hang your hat on that one, but that's. Um, no, yeah. I've just heard a few people say it, and I just wondered. I wonder if we are. It feels like we are, but it might be because I'm old now. I'm I'm trying to think because I I think it's a tough one to do because I think you look at the the team we have available now might not be as good as that team. I think if you want a fully fit Bamford and Calvin Phillips to it, Mm. um, I think that might change it. Somewhat, because that the that season is that one where we got beat six at Portsmouth. Yeah, that was Peter Reed's last game. Yeah, like but that was Rocky Junior at holding mid. <laughs> All right, you know what? You just said the words Rocky Junior at holding mid, and you know what? They're not as bad. Um, yeah, Mark, Mark Viduka was very charitable and and described the loanees that came in as not up to the same standard as the players that left. Which I think is a massive understatement to yeah. to describe Cyril Shapwe as not quite up to the standards of, let's say, Robbie Fowler or Robbie Keane. Yeah. So, yeah, optimistic to an optimistic note to end on. Yeah, but yeah, that'll do us for episode 146. God, I hope we get. We've got to do something tomorrow. We've just got to. We've got to win. Right, uh, so I've no else to say of you, mate. No. Cool. Right, well, I've been Jack, see ya. I've been Casey, to, to try and get through the game tomorrow. Yeah, for the love of God, please let us have a good one. In a bit. <laughs>